Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Putting It Together, the Creative Conversations podcast with me, Brian O'Sullivan. Thank you very much, as ever, for joining me. This is episode 340, and uh, I'm no less interested or excited now to talk about art, theatre, how we do it, why we do it, uh, what it's for, and all that stuff, than I ever have been, than I ever was when I started the podcast. In fact, probably more so now. Um, When I started the podcast, it was more to talk to other people and to try and, I suppose, get out of the way and let them talk. And whilst that's a big part of the job when other people are on the show, um, I'm increasingly wanting to get into conversations with people. I want to get into the weeds of things and I kind of, I, I seem to be able to flip somehow and see arguments from all sides in a in a weird way not that there are many arguments but you know someone could come on the show and say I really believe that no one should ever be corpsing on stage it's hugely unprofessional I hate it when people do that and I can hear myself going do you know what you're right and then the next week my guest could be on and saying my favorite thing in the world is to try and make people laugh during a show that's been running for ages and I'll say I know I know what you mean <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I just want to get into these conversations. And, you know, that's just one example of a topic. But, um, yes, I'm as excited, if not more so now, than I ever was. And now I have sort of the ability to to sit with you and talk on my own and um, not really, not feel the need to have a guest uh, to bounce ideas off of, you know. I feel comfortable doing this and this was in a way what I always wanted to do right from the start. So the opportunity to just to just sit here every every so often um and chat to you and see how how things are getting on kind of in my head, I suppose, with regard to to art, to theatre and to general health and mental health and all these things. It's a great privilege and I'm glad I've finally reached that stage where I'm able to do that. With that having been said, I do want to address a tricky topic, um, and it's tricky in many ways, um, but mainly for me it's tricky because I feel not well enough informed, and that's through no one's fault but my own. But I just want to say, I want to add my voice to the growing number of voices that are calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Um... I, as I've said, don't know enough about the ins and outs of this ongoing atrocity, this war. Um, however, I think when when I was at uni, for example, or drama school, I thought politics only existed with a capital P. I thought politics meant party politics. And I thought that you could be not political. And now I don't believe that's possible. If you're a human being, um, then you're going to have a view on some stuff and that is, in and of itself, political. You are living a politicised life. Um, Why am I talking about this? Because I struggle to understand the ins and outs of what's going on. I am very much... Um, guilty of 
wanting to not engage with it because it's too difficult, too scary and horrifying. And I feel uh, inadequate for not understanding. But that's compounded by the fact that I disengaged from it. Um, And I'm sharing this because I wonder if there are people who are in the same boat. But with all that said, no matter what the situation, I can't bear the thought of innocent people being hurt for no reason. I don't... I don't understand and I'm so heartbroken really to think of it. And this to me, I don't know if this is a radical point of view, but mine is always, I don't, not only do I not believe that anyone innocent should be hurt, but I don't believe that we should be having these things at all. Ending any kind of war, um... I wish we didn't have military. I don't I don't see any positive in it. Maybe that's naive, maybe it's radical. I'm not really sure. Um but I don't know of of any justification for these things that I would accept. And in short, I want to join with the, all the arts organizations and people in general that I've seen over the the last weeks to say we must have an immediate ceasefire it has to stop um there's no excuse there's no good reason uh that that I think and how 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 long can we go on allowing innocent people and any people to be needlessly hurt and killed um it's hard even to imagine living as we do um, in, you know, the developed world, somewhat away from, very much away from these kinds of things for the most part, it's, it's hard to imagine the actual second-to-second reality of what is going on um, in other parts of the world. And yet it is. And of course, to some degree, we have to keep going. It's impossible to hold all that in your heart. Um, and, you know, we have to proceed to continue to do our best um, to put one foot in front of the other whilst holding as much of that in our hearts as we can. A, a compassionate state of mind. Um, and for me, uh, sometimes the action is to be um to be one of the peaceful ones now it's not enough and there are practical things we can do i would encourage you to write to your mp um to sign petitions um to go to protest um to boycott where possible um just there are actions that's what i'm saying there are practical actions of course to be taken give to appropriate charities with who are given humanitarian aid things like that but also i think um for me i want this to be a less hateful world and in a micro way it's important that on a day-to-day basis as we wander around the world and do what we do that we try to bring that peace into every interaction um For a small example, everyone talks about how everyone in London is very rude and 
people just barge past you and no one gives a shit and all that and i i just sort of struggle to believe that in a, in a broad sense i just don't quite i don't quite buy it because what i find is that on a personal level people are generally pretty decent um loads of times i've had really nice interactions with people not just in shops where of course it's their job to you know be pleasant customer service and all that but on the tube in the street i've had people i've seen people pick things up and say oh, i think you dropped this you know looking out for each other i've seen uh people say, is this yours uh you know on the tube do you want to sit here uh, excuse me what's your bag there and you know people are looking out for each other i don't believe that everyone is rude in london i really don't i believe it's really busy and people are busy and it's crowded and that begets a certain amount of kind of brusqueness but i don't think there's this horrible uh film over everything i really don't and i think that's about what i expect to find i expect people to be generally decent and that's what i give out and that's what i expect to get back so it is what i get back um so how is that related because i think it's so important that we keep that stuff up um in our own lives in the day so that the world we do what we can to make the world as as peaceful and as pleasant a place as possible it's hard enough do you know what i mean um to live to make ends meet to just get up in the morning and do what you need to do and make sure you don't run out of money and you know all these things um people are really struggling so to add to that with any kind of um you know hatefulness in the day that is unnecessary um it's such a shame so what i'm saying to conclude this wee bit is immediate ceasefire is absolutely necessary let's be beacons of peace let's be bringers of peace um on a micro level and a macro level in every interaction as much as we possibly can with our colleagues with our friends with strangers everybody deserves it and let's also do what we can to call for an immediate ceasefire um and let's let's retain some hope and faith that we can live in a world that is less horrifying because uh, sometimes it feels like the only thing that's left is just the hope the hope that it could get better um, and for me to make a little link that's often what art is about um, a light in the dark you know a chink of light in the terrible sometimes terrible darkness of, of the world so that's my kind of reasoning for keeping going for keeping doing what i do because because the other thought comes in what is the point you know um so much terrible things terrible stuff going on and you know i don't know we could be we could use our time better or something and then i think no um i think by now i understand what my gifts are and what my use is and i'm sticking to that because i think it's powerful and useful and it adds something positive 
It doesn't detract. It doesn't um, make things worse. It has the potential with in conjunction with many other people and their gifts um, to make things better, even in a small way. So I have to keep going. Um, and like I've said before, you know, on a good day, if someone asks me, what's what's your purpose? What are you, what are you for? I might be able to answer, to bring joy. I sometimes say that when I'm feeling particularly jokey because um, I think jokes and humour are so important they're the absolute fabric of everything that goes on in our society i really believe that and i've been so aware of it since i've come to london because it's so different um even the sort of the theater vibe is so different from scotland scotland is so full of humor um not to say that london isn't but it does feel like it's different or it's a little bit more serious somehow and i'm kind of ignoring that and just blasting on ahead with the jokes and sometimes they die on their arse and I don't care. Um, stick to my purpose, you know. To contribute something artistic to the world and to bring some joy. And it's with that in mind that I keep doing this podcast as well. I want to keep us talking, you know, um, and investigating ideas. So I've not seen a lot of um, theatre in the past week since I last spoke to you. In fact, I don't know if I've been to the theatre at all since I last spoke to you. Um, I just haven't had any time. We've had evening calls for band stuff and sound stuff, so I've been in kind of 10, 12 hours a day most days. Um, although I had a very quiet weekend, which was beautiful. There's something about being away from home that actually makes me more likely to just chill when I've got time off. When I'm at home, I will fill that time off to the brim with everything. I'll go and see this person and that person and dinner here and, you know, it'll be non-stop. Here, weirdly, although I'm in London and everything's at my fingertips, um, I've had a weekend where I left the house once to get coffee. That was it. The rest of the time I've just been relaxing, sleeping. I did washing, I cleaned up, you know, did all the, the necessary things. Um... So yeah, I don't know if you find that if you're on tour or away from home working that you actually, your time off actually is more restful. Um, I'm determined to bring some of that back to me, back with me uh, when I come back to Glasgow. I'm not sure how, but um, I'll give it a go. I think the first thing would be to be a bit more tidy because I've been very tidy and clean when I've been here. Uh, anyway, that has a point in regards to creativity and work and things like that because... I think starting a new week um, and doing it just off the back of a mad weekend and being everything being chaotic is not the same as starting a new week, having had rest, having organised things, having eaten well, all these things. Um, it does make a big difference. Now, I am not, as you know, uh, any advocate for, you know, major healthy eating or gym or any of these. I'm just not, it's just not my bag. Um, but I am getting a certain joy out of trying to sort of take enough time that's for myself to recover really from the work that I have to do and to be well enough rested to actually effectively do the next bit. Um, so that's how this weekend has looked. I hope you're well. If you're involved in Panto um, or another Christmas show or whatever, then I'm wishing you all the best because we're getting to that time now. Um some people have opened, some have started previews, some are 
in tech, some are very close to any one of those stages. So I'm thinking of you. I hope you're well. Um, try not to get ill. Try to look after yourself. <laughs> it's just, it's it's weird. It's kind of like Fran Lebowitz talked about New York and how expensive it is to live there. Someone said, "Don't you think New York's too expensive?" She said, "Of course it is. Yeah, it's impossible. It's not. It's not possible to live here." And yet, eight million of us do. And I, I love that dichotomy, that unresolved conflict in the statement. And that, I think the same is true of of Panto. It's a mostly it's a brand new musical, with dozens, hundreds maybe costumes, um, new music or new orchestrations. You've got dances and songs, and you've got a week or two weeks or something to learn it all and stage it all to some huge, spectacular. Uh, standard it's impossible and yet all around the country every year thousands of people do it we don't really know how but we do it and we want to keep doing it and that's why there's always a, a tiny that's why there's always a tiny part of me worried that we'll regulate things so much that we can't actually pull those long days and get into the weeds of that kind of uh, process. You know, with with unions and things, we've got to a point where, you know, we get proper breaks and we're looked after and we don't do too many unsocial hours. And of course, that's wonderful. But sometimes I wonder, if we, if we went any further with that, we might lose some of the spark. The spark that's created by, by being tired, by being challenged. Um by trying to get it all done in a, in a finite amount of time. The same is true of money. I mean, if you... It's it's well documented that if you throw millions of pounds at something, that does not necessarily make it a good show. Um, for all we might think that if only we had another 10 grand to do our show, it would be perfect. It's not the case. Often it's it's the going against that. It's the, it's the trying to work, uh, make things happen despite having not enough money that makes it magical. Um, so it could be argued that not having enough time works in the same way. And that is so true of pantos up and down the country. Um, there's not enough money and there's not enough time. And yet we do it. Um, aye. So, who knows. We go into tech, uh, we've got another week of rehearsal in the room and then tech. So, quite luxurious uh, in terms of what we're used to, uh, five weeks, although five weeks seems reasonable I think for Shakespeare because you've definitely got, well in any good production I think you've got a week at the top where you're around the table just talking about the text, just trying to get straight on this text, so that's a week right away, you know, before you even start um, and we well, the way that our director Max Webster works seems to be a kind of a week of a week of text work and then about two weeks of blocking start to finish and I wouldn't say it's broad brush strokes um although it's not every detail but it's a fairly detailed blocking start to finish um but with the understanding that it could and will change um then a then a a run um, which was scary, and then kind of back to the beginning and filling in more detail. I've often talked about kind of my favourite way, which is a very broad, very quick block over a week, 
and then another one and then another one kind of this is a little different to that although similar um so we're kind of nearly done with the second pass and going in now to sort of multiple runs of the show and then notes and then fixing and then runs and notes and fixing so i think we i think our next run is on wednesday of this week um and next week we'll be in tech so by then we'll have had probably two or three runs at it in the rehearsal room which is pretty reasonable um i think we're at a good place with it there there's always you know you could always use more time and you could always use more resources but like i say who's to say if that might not make it worse or you might end up in the same place you know it's been said that a task will expand to fit the available time allotted to it so if we had six weeks we'd probably end up in the same place as we will after five i, I don't doubt it um at a certain point it's just needs to be done um there is a there is a definite tipping point with that like two weeks wouldn't be enough nor would three but i suspect you could you could do it in four if you knew you had four um anyway this is not to to rub the noses in it or rub in the faces of those who are doing pantos and have had a few days to rehearse i hope you're all well and look after yourselves for goodness sake um the temptation of course is to is to live it up um because you're sort of high from doing the show and you want to stay out and you want to go and party and everything and some days you can but i i don't know in my experience it's it's not really sustainable to do it every night um the people that are doing the panto at mcbob this year um have already mentioned to me that they're not eating as much takeaway food as they did last year and they think that that's to do with me because <laughs> i'm not there because <laughs> uh, as you know i will just eat whatever i want um pretty much all the time especially when i'm in the middle of you know tech or panto or long runs um i'll just eat what i fancy and uh drag whoever it is along with me to enjoy it with <laughs> so it remains to be seen whether uh there'll be more takeaways going on without me um but i'm sad not to be back at mcrobert this year i'm looking forward to going to see it uh, an amazing cast as always and the johnny mcknight script what's not to love it's going to be amazing um so i'm looking forward to seeing as many pantos as i can in my week off let me know if there's any that i should see or that i should mention um there are so many and you know obviously we've all got pals in in many of them so we'll be there to see our pals um very much looking forward to it and it's it, it was a tricky decision to come down and do this macbeth and not do panto people think that sounds crazy but um you know that it would be so obvious that i would want to to come to the Donmar and do Macbeth but I did think long and hard about it because I have, Panto means so much to me um, I love this time of year for that reason and um, I'm still I, I'm still sad that I'm not getting to do it this year genuinely um, but I'm assured there are other years and that Panto is not going anywhere so <laughs> I think uh, I'll, I'll get back to it soon enough so this is the point in the show where I usually tell you what's on at a play, a pie and a pint, but I won't be doing that this week because their season has finished, but very soon you'll be able to see The Christmas Panto at Oramore, which is Snow White and the Seven Maws. It's by Johnny McKnight and directed by Martin McCormick. And 
I know from seeing uh, some pictures that it's uh, got some great people in it. I, I wouldn't start to name them in case I missed anybody because I'm not 100% sure who's all in it. But anyway, Snow White and the Seven Moths, a Johnny McKnight panto. I mean, what, what could you possibly... Uh, wish for more than that and directed by martin mccormick a, a very very much an aficionado uh, of panto um in scotland so certainly it's going to be a great production and uh, i would encourage you to get down to see it it's on from the i believe the first of december to about the 30th oh see it's just so sad that this is not clear on their website i wish i could be more certain about this stuff it looks like it's on from the 28th of November, actually, starting on today or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, and until the 30th of December. That's amazing. A great run for them, and uh, recommend you getting to see that. Two shows a day for the most part, and it will sell out, so get down there. Snow White and the Seven Mons by Johnny McKnight and directed by Martin McCormick. Of course, at this point, I always remind you that you can support the show by following us on social media, Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and putting it together on Facebook. And if you can want to support the show financially, you can do that by going to puttingittogethercast.com and clicking on Donate. The Donate button's right in the middle of the screen when you go to puttingittogethercast.com. Uh, so just click there and you can give us a pound a month, you can give us a fiver a month if you want, or you can just sling us a tenner on a one-off basis. It helps to recoup some of the costs that we incur keeping this show alive, websites and um, equipment and all those things. It's a very expensive business, but we do it for love. So if you can't afford to donate right now, don't worry about it. Just keep listening. We need your ears more than we need your money. Thank you very much for listening. The archive has over 330 episodes in it. We're having a wee bit of trouble with the the earlier part of the archive at the moment. We're trying to get those episodes back. It's not that we've, we, we still have them, um, but they're not showing up online at the moment. They seem to be dropping off uh, one from the earliest uh, every time we add a new one, if you know what I mean. Um, so we're looking into that. Very busy at the moment, but it's something we'll get to as soon as we can. Um, but in the meantime, there are over 300 episodes in the archive, and I would encourage you to go and check them out. There's people that you'll have heard of, people that you've not heard of, people from all different disciplines of the arts, um, all helping in their own unique way to make the theatre and TV and other artwork that you see in Scotland and, and beyond um, all the time. So fascinating conversations to be heard. Um, and if you want to, you can just keep coming back every week at the same time and, and keep up to date. But if you've not heard them all, go back and catch up and um, see how the show's developed over the years as well. Um, I don't know if, if I've got any better at doing it, but I've certainly relaxed into enjoying it a lot more and I still enjoy it. Like I said at the beginning, every bit as much as I always did, maybe more. So thanks very much for listening. That's enough from me this week. A quick wee update. Um, lots going on, so I won't stick around. But uh, come back to, at the same time in the same place next week. And we'll have a, a brand new episode for you. In the meantime, I'll just say what I always say. Cheerio now. <laughs>